My name is Lola Puzzle, and this is Media Delta. Well, uh, so this is going to be an interesting episode because um, this is an episode that is a result of a charity goal uh, that I set because I usually like to do a film uh, in for the charity stuff that is generally outside the beaten path of what or outside the scope of what you know we normally do fern gully a good example there's not really a video game based on it but it's kind of just that one's more kind of at least of my generation was just a thing that a lot of like people watched as kids so i'm like oh let's rewatch that one this one i picked for a little bit of a different reason so uh, just to give a little bit of a personal background for why I picked this film. Uh, I am a big fan of the director Ralph Bakshi. Uh, I have a fascination with his work, so to speak. Uh, he is a director that, uh, especially an animator, that has, let's just say straight outside the beaten path a lot. Um, <laughs> Chris, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Fritz Cat being a perfect example of him, you know, doing a very interesting work, so to speak, in multiple different ways. The first X-rated animated film that is based itself off of a comic that is part of the underground scene. Uh, and just done a lot of other films that uh, tried to do some really weird uh animation stuff uh for example lord of the rings really you hear his version of lord of the rings using a lot of rotoscoping uh which he was a pretty big uh, proponent of uh but yeah his movies especially during the 70s and 80s had a there's a as we'll talk they're not exactly uh good <laughs> so to speak they're not conventional by any means uh, shouldn't really say good, but they're not good, but they're they're non incredibly unconventional films. Um, that is something I've always preached about this work. Also, shares my birthday. Uh, we are both born on October 29th. Uh, but that's <clears throat> actually I think in he I believe is actually born exactly 50 years before I was. Uh, yes, he was born in 38. I was born in 88. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that is why I kind of pick Wizards, which is kind of of that period, one of the tamer, but more. It's a interesting mix of it is the one of the tamer works of his, but also one that kind of showcases his weirdness that you see in like the um, his either his X-rated or R-rated stuff, uh, but in a not quite as brutal as those movies are, so to speak. Um you get the really weird cinematography and like uh, design choices, but also it's a little more conventional, so to speak. Question marks after that, because as we're going to discuss, uh, this is extremely non-conventional. Uh, so, yes. Um, and I can't even remember if I said the name of the film. We are talking about the 1977 film Wizards. Uh so the we in that also indicates that I was not the only one who watched this. So please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Axe. I'm here for one of the greatest fucking endings of all time. Hi, I'm Carful and Axe stole my bit. <laughs> Hi, I'm Risen and I killed Fritz. 
Hi, I'm Torpid Typist, and I'm here to show you a trick that Mom showed me when you weren't around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, I almost wanted to say, put a like a like a thing that say, do not mention what the ending is, because it's almost something that if you have not watched this film, uh, that is something that you should go into blind, because that <laughs> ending, just watching that little ending YouTube video is like, if you know the ending, it's just. Or if you don't know it and going into that thing, it is a fascinating ride. Mm -hmm. I, I was originally going to suggest not talking about it to like the second round of discussion and make it its own thing. But like, no, I actually and I agree. Uh, we shouldn't actually say what it is because it's it's so good. And you don't guess that it's coming. And it's honestly like I unironically think it's one of the best endings of a movie I've ever seen. Uh, especially as much of a right as this one was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I guess we should probably just get into discussions in this one, because usually I try and pick like some the especially now that I we're not going in just alphabetical order. Uh, I've usually tried to pick like someone who's most familiar, which that's me technically, but also not because I've never actually seen this movie before. <laughs> Uh, we actually watched it. Uh, this weirdly enough is the one that I haven't seen. Um, so I, um, hmm. Does I'll do this. Does anyone want to go first? I'm cool with that. All right, Carnival. I gotta say, just I'm like I'm not a super big familiarity with Ralph Bakshi in general, but like. My dad's a big animation buff, so I was introduced to his stuff early in the form of Mighty Mouse, because along with other, like, Looney Tunes and things, so it's just, it's definitely going, as I learn more about his body of work, he's someone I find very, like, inspirous, inspi like, an inspirational figure is not the right way to say it, because it's like, I don't want to do his thing, but he's very much a, like a... I have a lot of respect for his larger work, and Wizards is probably one of the really good examples of that just because of its sheer, like, it's it does what it wants to do, even if it's not going to make any sense otherwise. Yeah, I, that is, it, and that's also what I was, another, that's kind of what I was alluding to in the original, or like the, in the opening, where this is a film that, if you wanted to say, I just want to watch a Ralph Bakshi film that's like just like a very entry level. Lord of the Rings is a perfect one for that, because I, I mean, it's just Lord of the Rings there. It does some weird cinematography things with rotoscoping. But other than that, it's still a pretty standard film. Uh, Fire and Ice is also another one, although that's also putting Frank Frazetta stuff in there, which is its own ball, like own issue. Well, quote unquote oh, issue. Yes. Um, I get it. I like Frank Frazetta's art style, but I have so many problems with it. It's just, uh, it's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, so this one is kind of the, um, this is probably as entry level. If like, if you, if you do want to go into his older, his body of works, the stuff like heavy traffic and like Fritz the Cat and that, um, cause I it's like, if, if you're, if you, if you can tolerate this film, then you can tolerate, well, you might be able to tolerate the other stuff. I mean, I don't know. The Mighty Mouse stuff is probably, like, actually what I would start people on, because that's, like, uh, that, at yes. least... That's at least aimed more at children, so you at least get a kind of... 
you still get its Ralph Bakshi. You still see some crazy things, but it's like, at least mm -hmm. you kind of get a slower burn to it than this. Because remember, there is a scene in Mighty Mouse where Mighty Mouse just casually does cocaine. Yeah. I mean, cocaine. Sounds like a good Friday night to me. I mean, you haven't, Lolo? No, I've not done pink cocaine. Cocaine. It looks like soap. It's weird. She don't lie. But he's but he just it's he snorts it like he just casually snorts it. But that's yeah, not this. Um, that's not this. There is no snorting in this. There is a lot of other things in this movie, though. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of. Um, Ralph Bakshi has feelings on Nazis. Yes. Uh, so, Carnival, what are you? Uh, you I'm done, I guess. Or are uh, you good? Well, yeah, I'm good for now. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll be. I'll go. All right. Um. So, I had a lot of different feelings throughout the movie. Um, which it's kind of is. It's it's a that is a positive thing because. Even though it's not really good, it's not a good movie. It, it's really not. It, it fails to properly tell a story. Um, the characters are kind of like just all over the place. Uh, scenes happen and go away just as quickly as they were, and you're kind of left wondering what the fuck's going on. Uh, there's lots of long sequences of just nothing happening, or it, the movie going a little overindulgent into the different styles um you because you have you have the 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 ralph bakshi's original animation style and it's um i try to think of like a word to describe it and the only thing that kept coming to my mind is sometimes i make up my own words for things and the only like the only way i could really describe it is loppy and i it's just like it looks kind of like you're watching somebody animate it while you're watching it like the 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 actual characters are really not well drawn. They have very odd expressions. There's a little less elasticity to them in certain places. It looks very rough. Maybe rough is a better. I don't word. know that fairy lady's body is pretty consistent. I mean, yeah. yeah. When it comes to titty, uh, the, you know they they go all in. But must have been really cold. Yeah, Those nipples were permanently erect. Yeah, it's. It's just there's a there was a lot of titty in it, and I have no I'm not against that. It's totally no, fine. There it's were just, like two notable lady characters, and they were both thick. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, it's interesting because it's kind of like um, holy crap, I've forgotten his name. The Shining. Oh, Stanley Patrick. Kubrick. Oh, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick with his his uh when he did a Clockwork Orange and he just put phalluses everywhere. It's just kind of like it's it's got the same energy. Um. Yeah, and, I thought you were going to say Kubrick's need to have at least one naked woman in each film. Yeah. You could also go with that, too, yeah. But Bakshi's got a very clear, distinct animation style. And I thought the movie would have been great if it just relied on that. But it tries to go and do a little more avant-garde kind of shit. And you've got, I, I guess those things are, I don't know what rotoscoping is. So if one of y'all could explain it to me. So rotoscoping, uh, a good, have you ever seen the, the, you know, the music video for Take On Me? Yeah, the, is that how the pencil scenes? Yes, how it's a very, like, you can look like they filmed it and then they essentially sketched it. It looks very 
filmy, if that yeah. makes sense. Like the I was going to say, have you seen the Scanner Darkly acts? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, that's that rotoscoping. Okay. That entire movie yeah. is rotoscoping. So, so would you consider the the all the marching scenes and all no, like... No, that is, I'd argue, edited footage. There is okay. some slight... There, uh, from there's, a yeah. there's a technical term for it. Uh, Lola, do you remember it? I don't know what it is, but I was about to say, yeah, that there's a technical term for it, but I can't... I don't want to say it's not masking, but it's there is a yeah, there is a very finicky or not finicky, but there is a there is a technical difference between rotoscoping and what that movie is doing. It's you get a similar kind of outcome, mm -hmm. but it, mm -hmm. it's still you're using you're editing real life footage to a non film look. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, just kind of not so we're belaboring. So you have your your original Ralph Bakshi animation style, where it's all animated characters doing stuff, and it looks very roughly drawn. And then they kind of did things where they had uh, scenes where um they had these really detailed backdrops, but the actual action, the characters that are moving, they're comprised of two uh, two solid colors, usually like black and another color. Um, so. Like there was lots of scenes where they just kind of did that, and it's it felt very up its own ass at times, very self indulgent. Like Ooh, we found this really cool like visual style, let's just shove this in where it doesn't really belong and it doesn't make any sense. And um, it's an interesting film though, and that's kind of like why I've had I, I say I had a lot of feelings because there were times where like this kind of sucks, but then there were times where like this is actually kind of cool. I like this. This is interesting. Can we continue that? And that's when back she goes, absolutely not. We're doing something else now, and just kind of they jump from thing to thing. And Wizards feels like a number of different movies kind of put together into one film. Lots of just disjointed uh, scenes and events and just. Um, I did appreciate the uh, the um, basically the, the 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 whole thing being about you know Nazis suck. I mean, it's pretty pretty straightforward. Nazis, the focus is largely on propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like how how propaganda can be used to control the masses, and you know if you can see through the propaganda, you can fight back and it's a lot about it's a lot about like re resurrecting and it kind of feels it kind of hits a little close to home right now because we have people kind of trying to resurrect that whole thing they in their own way and um with people trying to fight back against them that way so you know it's it's interesting because even though it tells a story terribly what it is telling has some relevance uh, to to our time now, and it also kind of works as more like a cautionary tale of you know don't allow this stuff to happen again because it's it's literally just history repeating itself over and over. And if you don't learn from it, you know you're gonna wipe everybody out, and what will you have left? Um, <laughs> and I appreciate that. I appreciate this movie. We mentioned it while we're watching. I appreciate this as a form of art, even if it feel a little pretentious to me at least it wasn't andy warhol um but it, it's still an interesting and culturally significant film that i think people should see uh even yeah. if i don't think it's particularly it's not a good movie but it is a good piece of art yes and that's kind of going to what i was saying with um it's why i like ralph Bakshi's stuff his, his stuff is like from a conventional standpoint it's not 
great, but you at least see something interesting in it. Um, one also piece of tr of uh, uh, trivia uh, that also helps illustrate why he has a fascination with Nazis, because it also extends to some of his other work. Uh, Fritz the Cat also has uh, bits of uh, anti-Nazi bits, although that one's a little bit more weirder. Um, and it shows up in other things. Uh, Ralph Bakshi is um, was born in, well, essentially because uh, Israel wasn't exi didn't exist. He was born in Palestine in the 30s. So he is he is Jewish. Uh, like they list his name in Hebrew on Wikipedia. Uh, so and I mean, he was alive in the 30s. So probably hits a little bit closer to home to him, um, considering he was alive during, you know, the Nazis reign. So uh, it's it's funny you mentioned that because apparently he's even stated uh, that Wizards was about the creation of the state of Israel and the Holocaust about Jews looking for a homeland and about the fact that fascism was on the rise again. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they were using old footage from from uh, various uh, n new newsreels of literally of Nazis. Yeah, literally the big uh, thing they needed to defeat was the projector showing off the Nazi film reels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, going back to something you said before, X, I, I there's this once again the phrase I may not have liked this, but I'm glad it exists. Mm -hmm. Is how I, I feel agree. about this film as well. Hundred percent agree with that. I absolutely agree with that sentiment. Uh, do, do you have anything else to add? Ah, no. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I think uh, no. Risen Torpo. I think it's your your turns. Fight to the oh. death for the next person to speak. Loser speaks. I, I guess I'll go next. Um. Right. Uh, oh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. Um, I'm gonna say that I like this film. I really like it. Um. I think it's kind of just one of those weird and interesting visual audio experiences that you don't really get in other pieces of media. Um, I was talking with Carnival earlier about kind of my, you know, my experiences with various weird pieces of media. And like the closest thing other than another Bakshi film that I can really, I guess, kind of compare it to is the edit of the Rankin-Bass Hobbit film, where they replaced all the audio with the album Dope Smoker by Sleep. Um, so, like, a heavy, droning, psychedelic rock album over The Hobbit. Um, you know, because it's just so out there, especially because, like, you'd think that in this film where they have, you know, footage like newsreel footage of Nazis and tanks and everything where they've been shaded all, you know, black with red eyes and little horns on their helmets and everything. Right. There'd be like really, you know, serious and bombastic music, but no, it turns into like swing music at points. Not just swing 70s funk. Like you're walking, yeah, you're watching an exploitation funk. film. Yeah. Uh, so I think during one of the combat scenes, like yeah. there was just some very yeah. close uh, to black exploitation movies. Or not just comedy, not just uh, the combat scenes, but there were a few scenes where it just had the weird funk. Mm hmm. That's uh, great. Yeah, it definitely sticks out. Um, you know, because you're watching these elves, as they're called, get murdered by. <laughs> Nazis and everything, and there's just fucking funk music playing. 
during the big fight too yeah during the big climactic like battle scene you know the i'm actually the more i think about it you know what the violence in this movie kind of reminds me of what the ending of lolo i was about to say is it say is it the ending oh, of yeah. i was it just thinking brutal about that. enough <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, yeah i think the ending of the penguin technically was more brutal that was there that was, was an incredibly more. savage ending uh it's it, it's it's the same vibe though yeah it's, there's just yeah. something about the cartoonishness of the violence where they both they both kind of have that that same energy it's a, it, that's kind of funny because I was looking up because uh, um, I was looking up uh, I, specifically I was looking up because um, I was curious about it. What does Wikipedia like? You know the, how they have lists. I was like, is there a list of like here's a, just give me a list of what is considered adult animation? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was in Wikipedia has a list. I was like a list of adult animation. Eventually, Lola Penguin is on that list, and I disagree with that, but I find it funny. <laughs> It's yeah. like a half and half, though. Yeah, but not not to not to belabor on Lolo. We're talking about wizards. Yeah, wizards, wizards. Um, this is a movie that I had not seen in its entirety before. I had seen the ending because it's something, um, and some of the footage of like the big battles and everything because they are done in kind of the same style that Bakshi would reuse for like the orcs and the Nazgul in uh, Lord of the Rings, especially like uh, the battle of uh, Helm's Deep and everything. Actually, there's a very good reason for why it's like that in this film, but I'll mention it. Okay. Um, I think when we were watching it, I don't remember who, I think it was Axe mentioned that this is basically just Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it was shitty um, Lord of the Rings. It really is, you know, it's basically if instead of uh, Tolkien um, not laying out the allegories of various things as being similar to World War One, but instead you had somebody go, oh no, this is definitely a world war. We're not even going to make it, you know, subtle. This is going to be text. You know, somebody posted the, um, I know. Garth Marenghi. Garth Marenghi. Yeah, Garth Marenghi. Um, I know authors who use subtext and they're cowards. Uh, me. I have that image fucking, fucking saved. It's such a good scene. It's so good. Um, you know, even down to the fact that, like, the film ends with, like, the protagonist having to go off and face the, you know, the true evil themselves. But, you know, at the same time, their allies are engaged in, you know, some big battle, you know, in the same way that, you know, at the same time in Lord of the Rings that Frodo is taking the ring to Mordor, you know, they have the battle of uh, Minas Tirith and everything, right? Yeah. Um, so... I don't know, I'm trying to think what else do I want to say, because we've already talked about a bunch of stuff. I mean, I can definitely understand why people don't like it. Um, it's not one of those things where I'd say, oh, yeah, let's, you know, I just want to relax on a Saturday night. No, I think uh, it's something that I would watch carefully. That's your choice for Netflix and chill is fucking Ralph Bakshi's Wizards. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, there's worse worse choices you could make. Um, it's kind of like 
I'm going to sound like a fucking nerd for saying this. It's like the experimental film Koyanis Katsi for me. It's something that I don't watch lightly. It's something that I watch and pay close attention to. I knew you were going to bring that up. I mean, I up until I said it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's my, sh- my bit for now. All oh, right. Up to so, it's solarization. Oh, okay. Oh, solarization. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, I think that just leads to Torpo. Yeah, wow. Uh, this this movie's <clears throat> a very strange beast, honestly. I I hesitate to say I enjoyed it, but I didn't hate it either. It's from a narrative standpoint, it's not super great or interesting. It's just Avatar the Wizard kind of just solves problems that just it's oh no. Let me let me re. Gather my thoughts. Excuse me. It is a film where the main character, Avatar, just kind of solves every problem by bumbling his way through it. And then, you know... The, the climax. But, uh... Mm-hmm. Meow. <laughs> it, it's just one of those things, like, just shit kind of happens. It's it's a kind of a mess, and there doesn't really feel like much of a through line for most of it. It just... Stumbling from one scene to the next until we get to the end feels like oddly low stakes for a movie about a literal world war. I mean, the world's already dead is kind of the thing. Yeah. The big shit happened in the past already. And th- this one is just, hey, let's not kill all the fairies and the elves. <clears throat> Which is also great because uh, going back to that propaganda thing, uh, it actually plays into the main, the elves as well because they've been taught under the assumption that techn- all technology is bad, but actually technology ends up solving some problems. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Dance around it a little bit more. I, I, I can't say it directly. But it's yeah, so no, hard. It's, it's so hard. Julio, shut up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's a strange movie. Um, is it good? I'd argue not really. I'm glad it exists, but it's... It's messy. It's very messy. Edie's incredibly messy. Uh, and on top of that, uh, so I mentioned something about the combat scenes. The reason the combat scenes were the way they were is actually because uh, the... Oh my fucking god. Um, the people who were paying for it, I forget who it was, that is like the big studio. Uh, let's see. Who was the studio behind this? Um, it was... It's 20th Century Fox, yeah. Okay, yeah. good, I was right. Um, they didn't want to give Bakshi more money when he asked for it. So because he ran out of money, he did the weird rotoscoping for the combat scenes. Straight up, he didn't have enough money, and that was why that stylistic choice happened. That that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That said, I do actually really like the main character. He's pretty fun. Avatar is really good. Avatar is yes. a fucking goober, and I love him. Him and his giant feet. Yeah, it's you were good. It was to say if you want like a visual like description of what Avatar looks like, uh he the way I described it is he looks like an Amiga platformer character uh in a movie that no one else looks like him, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also also I that I looked up av- I typed in Avatar movie and that's not definitely not getting me what I want. No. no. Oh god. Yeah, he's he's almost he's like what if you made a perverted Keebler elf? 
Yeah. Yeah, know. that's that's about it. That has like a captain, almost Captain Caveman beard. He's like a stereotypical pic- depiction of like a gnome where his hat like covers his eyes and all you really see is a beard and a nose. And his giant feet. And his giant yep. feet, which he uses to smoke a cigar at one point. Yeah. yeah. He had hands available, too, is the best part. He's um, an interesting character because he almost feels like um, the... Uh, what's the, the word? The, um, there's a word for it. The something hero. Um, uh, the the reluct- reluctant hero. He kind of fulfills that role throughout the movie because he's really trying to just, like... He's not really trying to end things in so much as, like, he gets put in the, the way of things and then he has to solve the problem because it's in his way. But, like, mm-hmm. his entire attitude's extremely laid back and kind of lazy. So is, he's a very interesting main character because he's not out for, you know, revenge or out to do a specific thing. He's just, okay, this thing happened, I'll take care of it. Yeah, no, I, I, like Avatar is basically just handles everything as it comes, but doesn't really seem to plan too far in advance. Mostly. Yeah. But mm. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, a fun character. He, he kind mm-hmm. of just rolls with the punches and only takes things seriously when he needs to. But just as a whole, it is probably the most grounded character out of anyone in the main cast. Yeah. Uh, also, he's a master of magic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So I want to bring up something that Torpo just brought to the table. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Which uh. So just also mention because it's also it's neat to see because it. I mean it's an interesting thing to look. Uh. There is a Twitter cha- Uh. A Ralph actually has a Twitter that he like. I. It's probably the you know the production company that he uses. That weirdly enough for today was doing a lot of <laughs> wizard stuff. Actually, that post is five years old. Uh, well, no, today yeah. he was posting like yeah. there was some stuff from Wizards, but um, yeah, uh, they posted a uh, essentially what is a el- early version of what Eleanor would have looked like. Um, and you thought that Eleanor looked horny uh, in the pr- production version. Um, this is well, first off, tits straight out for one thing, uh, but straight like. Looks like, oh, like, actually mentioning Avatar almost looks like a Navi kind of lady with, like... She's a giant blue woman covered in tribal tattoos with long red hair. Look, if Mm -hmm. the Navi looked anything like this in the actual movie, I probably would have liked Avatar. Whereas in the movie proper, Eleanor is basically a short stack. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. Undyne with a gun also works. Undyne with a gun, that also works as a... Good comparison. I, I'd argue yeah. no, because there's not enough titty. But yeah, uh, I, I, it's a strange movie. It's a strange movie mm-hmm. that feels very half baked in a lot of fronts. Because there are straight up scenes where they just describe what's happening and show a still, just mm-hmm. panning over it. Because it feels like they didn't have as much money as they wanted. Uh, which is also why it's only an hour and twenty minutes long. Yep. Yeah. Which also to mention those stills. Uh, those stills look absolutely gorgeous though. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, the stills in the backgrounds, like hats off to them. They actually hired on uh, two very specific comic artists who I don't remember off the top of my head uh, to do those, the backgrounds especially. And they, they it shows they're very good, very detailed, but very good looking. 
And I'd argue that's actually one of the movie's strongest uh, aspects is how good the background work is. Yep. It's it's just, it's a movie that feels like a fever dream, not because it's meant to, but because at a lot of points it feels very half-baked to me. Mm-hmm. They didn't get quite enough money or quite enough time and just didn't end up the way it was envisioned, to me at least. Yep. But I, as I said, I'm glad it exists. It's an interesting film, even if I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. Um, also, the I, ending is very good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I guess I'll, since, you know, as standard, I'll give my thoughts uh, last on this. Although I've kind of mentioned most of what I've kind of meant. Like, what do I think about this movie in particular? Um, it's kind of like the thing. It's like, I don't know if I can say that, like, it's not a movie. I'll, I mean, I might put like put it on again, like just to casually look at it. Like nothing like I'm not going to like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch this movie. It's probably not going to happen. Um, but like I said, I think it is a fascinating thing to look at. And just as like a thing to just watch, because it's, it's just it's one of those things like there is a handful of movies I can think like at, I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but it's just a concept that I kind of can think of. It's a movie that I like to have in the back of my head when I am thinking of ideas. Uh, just as like, oh, this is something that I can call back to if I'm thinking of something like I like having it in there, but I'm probably mm-hmm. not going to watch the movie in its entirety again. Um, unless I'm like trying to show someone it's like, oh, this is an interesting. This is the thing you show someone once and then it's like if they have not seen it, you don't really touch it. Um, But yeah, it's just it's a weird film and it's just. I like its backshiness, so to speak. Um, also, I will say it does have a bit of a flashing lights problem near the oh, end that yes. actually gave you yes. a headache. Yes, yeah. that is something that I am actually going to go ahead and mark down. Because, uh, yes, there is some photosensitivity issues. Um, but yeah, overall, I, as we're going to rank it, I feel like by, I'll have something more to go to. I forgot to do one thing real quick. Um, but yes. Um. Yes. So, uh, go ahead. I remembered what some of the backgrounds look like for context for those who are, you know, debating maybe seeing this. It's kind of got the same energy as Picasso's Guernica. 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 Uh, Very detailed and very stylized. Yeah, like that same kind of stylization of Picasso, but with a bunch more detail is kind of how I would describe a lot of the backgrounds. Yeah. Um, does anyone have any additional thoughts they would want to add or can we go on to rank? I think we're good for rank. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, for I'm ready to go. I, I do want to say one more thing really quick, which is like a thing I always appreciate about Bakshi is that his animation, even if not the most detailed, is very fluid. Yes. Mm-hmm. It moves really well, even if once again, it's not the biggest on detail, which I think is part of why it's not huge on detail, is because it's so fluid. But mm. yeah. 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 All right. Um, so uh, ranking, uh, we are going to rank this using our normal one to 21 scale with one being absolute mastercraft uh, 21 be, uh, being well, I should say as close to as good as you're going to probably get uh, to 21, uh, which is very unlikely to be pleasant. Like you are, have very little like 
enjoyment if you're trying to watch it, even for irony's sake. Um, uh, there is also three additional ones, which I have a feeling we might discuss. <laughs> this might get into one of them. But yes, because 420, 420. Yeah. All right. Uh, Axe, what is your number? Uh, don't range? you want to go first? Oh, what was that? Don't you want to go first? Put oh, your for number me? down first. Yeah. Put your number down first. Oh, I have mine. Well, this oh, so I have my number down here. Okay. This one, since I'm acting as mediator, I'll go last. Okay. All right. Um so I was all throughout this recording, I've been looking up and down the list, trying to figure out where the fuck I'm gonna pay where I where I would place this. And I'm kind of all over the place because on one hand, I actually did kind of enjoy it, even if it wasn't great. And it is something that I would want people to watch, but at the same time. It's not a good movie. It's just not. Um, and I don't think it's a 420 because we know what it is. It's not like it's something that's just out of the, the, the idea of, you know, what a movie is. It's still a movie. It's just not good at what it does. But at the same time, it's interesting and it's culturally relevant. I kind of feel it should be a 69 because there is a foundation there. It just, you know, doesn't do a lot with it. And yet there are moments that kind of make it stand out and are actually pretty good, like one we are not discussing. Um, so I think, personally, I'd say 69. All right. Carnival. See, that was my that was my big thinking of just between both during our recording and just watching is the splitting difference between 69 and 420. Because it was going to be, it was whatever, as soon as we saw the, I saw the movie, it's like, I knew it was going to be one of those two. And see, I think this is where I guess we're going to come to the difference here is like, I think the difference between for what 69 and 420 comes down to me is like more of the actual feel of the movie, more of a movie feel itself. Because I like our only other 69 on Media Delta is Guy for Dark Hero. What separates, what makes me push over and putting Wizards as 420 is that Guy for Dark Hero was much, there's a focus to it, which I don't think Wizards has. That doesn't mean it doesn't have, like, a, there's, like, yes, there's a through line that it's trying to do, but there isn't, like, that singular focus to it that, say, Guyver had that pushes it to the 69 instead of the 420. So, yeah, 420. Rhythm. Um... I am also waffling between 69 and 420, and I think I'm also going to come down more on the side of 420, just because I feel like it's something that's just as much of a tone piece as it is a, like, concrete narrative that you're supposed to be following. All right. Uh, Torpo. So I will disagree with Axe on the 69 specifically because there is a solid beginning and end, but everything in between and the messiness in all that that comes with it, I'd argue, is what puts it at the 420. Because, yes, you know the idea behind the plot. You know the start, you know the end. But it's just a movie that just fucking happens the whole way through. Like, it's just... There's no real through line to the actual plot and the journey and all that. And it it doesn't really feel feel like it... It It's more about set pieces than anything to me, I guess, almost. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I I just, like, I disagree. I, I... think it's specifically the messiness of the film that lends to the 420 so you're also saying 420 
Yeah, and also, once again, what I mentioned before, too, is just there were a lot of ideas there, but it feels like he couldn't flesh all of them out the way he wanted to, so it ended up messier because of that. All right. Yeah, you know what? I, I'll, I'll change my mind. I'll, I'll go with the, the rest of the group. That I've been, I've been convinced. It's, this, is, this is a 420. Yeah. Um, and also, I'll elaborate when I, because <laughs> it's actually funny, weirdly enough, I am the quote-unquote harshest one of the three. I actually was thinking 666. Um, mm. uh, so what I actually had written down was 420 or 666. Uh, mm-hmm. I also, if I was going to give a number, I was going to give it 10, uh, which I had a feeling would probably be high, but there. I'd and, agree with it. I was floating around like nine or ten myself if we weren't going to do the special categories. Yeah, I feel like this is probably one that belongs in special category. And to elaborate, because especially since, you know, it's the system that I crafted when I came like when I thought of what is the difference between 69, 420 and 666? Uh, it is a general. um competency so to speak uh the thing with guyver dark hero why it's at 69 is that it is a goofy ass film um but it is also as a film it is competent like it does it it fits a movie but it's really goofy in some spots um just to kind of relate this back to retro and Grabsity and just kind of what the stuff is that is in each of these three special categories um the stuff that like just look at uh, to, at 420 uh, stuff like more apps world stuff like Tale of the Sun stuff like Tender Loving Care. Um, mm-hmm. Those games are kind of like you get essentially what you want out of it. It's not something you watch for the content of it, so to speak. It's something about the experience of it is so unconventional that it's kind of hard to give it a value judgment whether or not it's good or bad it it kind of just you kind of get what you want out of it is a way that i phrase it and stuff that we have in 69 is stuff like dong dong never die first funky fighter a trio the punch trio the punch mm-hmm. like a good like example it is trio the punch is a competent game it's just really goofy uh first funky fighter is also a game that the core of it is like solid but it's just really goofy or stuff like Dong Dong Never Die, uh, where it's just so tonally bizarre. But the fundamentals of it are good. I would agree that I feel like this movie would more belong in 420 because the the components of it are a little bit rushed. Like the fact that I was mentioning that it just feels like some things were just missing uh, due to budget and just like the storytelling and pacing. It just kind of feels weird. Pacing oh, is mm-hmm. non-existent. Let's be real here. Yeah, you know, like there, like I said, there were there were stretches in the movie, and it wasn't just like through the middle, like we had with with Guyver. Remember how Guyver had like a strong start, and then the middle was kind of plodding, and then it goes strong end. But it's still, like you said, there was a through line there. This one, it has uh, set moments in the movie where literally nothing really happens. You're just watching some images sort of walk towards the screen or walk away from the screen. And it's not the actual characters. It's just, you know, them doing these effects, probably because of the budget, budgetary reasons. But remember, it, that, inter- it, hmm? 
Remember the entire just... part where Eleanor got kidnapped by the fairies for some godforsaken reason and they got teleported yeah. to the winter wonderland instead afterwards? It's like... And then she apparently had some powers she didn't know about and uh, like it it made no sense and it honestly didn't add anything to the plot because by the end of it um Avatar walks in and the the uh, the um, fairies are like yeah, guess what? We're not going to get involved. Uh get out of here. Goodbye. And like it was a totally unnecessary scene. Yeah, and they just teleport him to the Winter Wonderland, which they just kind of get out of anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like I said earlier, it's extremely low-stakes movie, considering the fact that it's about, you know, an apo- a post-apocalyptic world war based around the rise of fascism. Like, how do you make that low-stakes? This movie did it. Yeah. Um... I argue it's less that it's low-stakes and more that they never actually really established the extent of the stakes. Like, obviously... The elves are going to get fucked up and enslaved. But, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing it does during the movie to endear you to the elves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or anybody, really. I felt literally no no emotion about any of the characters other than, oh, they were on screen. Okay. Remember when and- Mark Hamill's character just kind of shows up and then immediately <laughs> gets died. shot? Fucking yes. Just, yeah. Died. The it's best so part bizarre. is that elf looked like him, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This movie's just filled with moments that either don't need to be there or just fucking bizarre. Yep. Uh, so I feel I feel like 420 is a pretty solid thing with that. And there we have it, folks. 87 episodes, and we finally have something in every slot. Hell yeah. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Yay! Um, I, I think... Have wait, to force it. let me double check. Um, yeah, I think we do have everything. Yes, we cool. do have something in every slot now. We were prisons. God damn it! It took us episode seventy-four to get a thirteen. Yeah, I remember we the... were fighting a lot about about thirteen. That was the the one where we were like, "Can we put something in here? Uh, maybe." Yeah, because we didn't know what the hell to do with Game Pro. Mm. And then Golgo thirteen came along. Yeah, that was perfect. God. Man, uh, mm. I mean, mm. anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, let's see. Con- mm. Content, I don't even like I put photosensitivity already. God, what else? Yep. I feel like I should put um, something else. But I don't know what. I mean, like, you should probably put something for like just visuals. What like you put for Nazi imagery. I don't. That's the thing. <laughs> even I don't if have it's deliberately being like villainized it's still... yeah it's like that's <laughs> imagery yeah. like you have actual hitler just there yes. yeah uh hitler is credited for the film yes. on imdb yeah mm-hmm. hitler hitler has his own imdb page also so does himmler does mm-hmm. wait do goebbels and Goering? i don't think goebbels and Goering do well they, not, they not might but also <laughs> see in specifically the the page for the uh i don't I almost said the wizard. That's not this movie. Wizards. Yeah, this is not one wizard. It's wizards. Yes. Um, uh, it is uh, Heinrich Himmler and Adolf Hitler are explicitly credited. <laughs> oh, God. Thanks, Hitler. On IMDb, they are. <laughs> I wonder actually... Um, I think pretty much all of the voice roles are uncredited. If memory. I wonder how IMDb, and this is something I have to do afterwards. I'm, I wonder what IMDb <laughs> does for Airplane, where it credits uh, Hitler as worst boy. 
<laughs> I, haven't seen I think it's I think it's airplane. It's one of the ZAZ movies. Uh, unsettling imagery, I feel, is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what I even meant for that one because I don't think we have anything else that has a W. Uh oh. Super Mario. Wait, Super Mario Brothers movie? What? Oh. Oh right, the goop in that movie. Goop. Oh, I'll have to do Labyrinth and Uncut and Uncut Gems. Uh apparently there's more things I thought than had that, but anyway. Alright. Um, I think that's probably good. Um uh, listed in additional crew for airplane on imdb okay additional crew <laughs> god it's been fucking years since i've seen airplane i wonder All if right. it holds up oh it does it does yeah um let's see is there anything we want to call out for music charm cinematography storytelling action and art i'd argue art, art and good. charm art and charm yes charm yes i would thumb down the music because it was just bizarre it didn't fit at all yeah. When it was there, it was very unfitting. Like, once again, uh, a giant war between the elves and the mutants. Oh, some sick-ass funk. You just made me... um, The middle one. Story. Thumbs down. Oh, yeah, that story's kind of bad. It's incoherent. It's horribly point. told. What if Lord of the Rings, but shittily told? All right. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you want to call out for yay or nay? I want to call out Made with Abundant Love. I can kind of see that. I didn't know about that one. I kind of, I feel like regardless of how we feel about it, it does seem like Bakshi does like to put a lot of effort into his work. I, you know what? I have an idea for an emoji for this one. Mm. Yeah. He tried. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'd also put. I'd put in. Okay, length for yay, snail for nay, because it's a good length for a movie, but yeah. it doesn't do anything good with it. It really doesn't help the fact that the last things we've like the last five things we've watched from Media Delta have all been two hour long movies. And just yeah. watching something for an hour and 20 minutes is kind of nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Finally, it's time for someone's got a fetish. I still forgot that. <laughs> I forgot entirely that Doom was two hours long. I thought that shit was like an hour and a half. No, that movie's two hours long. Oh, it was fucking miserable. But yeah, uh, no, this 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 was good for its length, except for the fact that it also wasn't good for its length. God, I, I you know what? Uh, that absolutely, you know, I I. I don't know if you said that jokingly, but also I do kind of feel like it's adequate. Uh, someone's got a fetish definitely implies for this movie. A thousand yeah. percent. Again, shouldn't we just tack that on to like every Bakshi movie we do, though? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't just Titty. Like, that one elf had some real good, like, ass going on in that one scene. Like, he likes yeah. his girls thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, there it, it is. God, then. Um, at least it isn't baby fetish. Like I feel like oh, the phrase, the word "thick" is used a bit too like. God, now really for the think, most part, mm. but like no, no, these are some short stacks in this film. Okay, God. but but you got to clarify: is it CK or CC? CC. Uh, CC. That, that's hey. what I was referring to. Uh, man, now I'm thinking of uh, Fritz the Cat and the ladies that are in that movie. And man, that is, I think there is, I think I can count on top of my head two versus like six. To be fair, the only two actual like 
women on screen that more than once were just those two. Yeah. Yeah. And there also was the one with the mutant sex workers we saw at one point, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no. God. And don't forget that really well-designed pipe the guy was smoking. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, the yeah. titty pipe. Yeah, the titty yeah, pipe, <laughs> which God. led us there to was, some really good like Google fucking... searches. Yeah, but also, like, there were naked ladies on everything. There were. Yeah. The, bed, the headboard on the bed. Yeah. Was, also was remember, covered in naked women. It was great. Like also, yeah. Another reminder that uh, in the nineteen in the seventies and eighties, the PG rating was a different thing. Mm-hmm. That's because PG thirteen didn't exist until like what the eighties. Yep. Uh, yep. It was uh, Temple of Doom. Uh, Temple of Doom, and I think Gremlins two. Ugh, we gotta mm. do Temple of Doom. It you is the next one. No. I don't want to watch. <laughs> well, you don't have to. Uh, Gremlins 1 was not. Also, I don't think Gremlins 1 pushed it that much. I know Gremlins 2 did. Gremlins 1 wasn't very... It was violent, but it was not, like, overtly violent. It wasn't like Texas Chainsaw violent. Alright. Well, with that, there's Wizards. Um, look, look, Lolo, you, you gotta say it right. Wizards! I'm coming it's to fucking, him at this I'm, point. I'm coming to your fucking state and I'm ripping that out of your computer. <laughs> and I'm throwing it into the goddamn fucking bay. That mic care. gave you way too much power. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, that with power. Uh, that is wizards. It is now a 420. <laughs> at least the man, at least the next charity one's a lot more standard. <laughs> Also very good, but that'll what be is it? uh that'll be uh well at the time that you're listening to this, if you're not listening to it live, it will actually we you would have there would have been a episode that it was out, but yes, um uh the I think I forgot what the goal is. I think it's seventy-five uh Streets of Fire. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, which odds are that's gonna be in January, but we'll see. But it doesn't matter because our next one is a whole different piece. <sighs> yeah, before we a get to that, um, we got to do the proper sign up. So, Axe, is there anything you want to plug? The Autistic Self Advocacy Network. All right. Uh, Carnival. Your local bail or mutual aid fund. All right. Risen. I will suggest there two things that don't really have anything on top of my head. All right. So I'm typing things in the background that I shouldn't, and I almost put your thing for carnivals, but. Fly anyway. Warhammer 40k. Yeah. No, that was Toku on main. Torpo. Twitch.tv slash Torpotypist and at Torpotypist on Twitter, and I would like to plug a wizard. All right. That, that was <laughs> quick. <laughs> that sounds sound saucy. Uh, God. So next up, we have another charity. No, mm. I think this. No, I think this was a charity. charity. Yeah, it was a charity thing. Um. Uh. This was put on because this is another one of. This was on the same tier that we put on Cut Gems, which is apparently the incredibly uncomfortable to watch movies. Um. Because our next movie is arguably one of the most video game ass movies that doesn't like isn't explicitly tied to a video game. 
We're talking about Hardcore Henry, which is a Russian film that's entirely set in first person. It is a series of GoPros attached to a helmet as acted by multiple actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not seen the movie, and but I have seen clips of it. Uh, it's an experience, and I'm... I'm clips don't do it justice. I'm cautious about it. The, the clips don't do it justice because it is something that needs to be experienced from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen some pretty shitty movies, so I'm, I'm my body's ready. It's my not mind about ready. it being shitty. It's so, an experience. Uh, have you ever watched the videos on YouTube that is like people the parkour shit? Yes. Yeah, I I, I know what Harker Henry looks like. I just haven't seen it in full. Okay. Well. But yeah, parkour videos yeah. are cool. Yeah, this is gonna be certainly a movie. But uh, anyway, that is going to do it for Wizards. So thank you all for listening. If you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's RetroRank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Puzzle or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.